So when I was fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, uh, I came up through this church uh, called Friendship Baptist. I was raised Baptist. Uh, the old saying goes, I was Baptist born, I was Baptist bred, and when I die, I'll be a Baptist dead. I like that. Uh, I, I'm Baptist simply because I think uh, we are uh, the denomination that most closely follows the word of God. There's some other really good ones out there, but I, I, I definitely uh, grew up Baptist. I'm still Baptist. So it's nice to be able to speak in a Baptist church, even though I get to speak at churches all over. Um, when I was 19, I got my first regular speaking gig. I was teaching fourth, fifth, and sixth grade in the same church that I came up to, uh, up through. And so that was really great. I got to teach a young boy Sunday school class. And uh, one of the lessons that I did, I did all kinds of weird creative things. One time I was preaching on um, the sharpest weapon in the world, of course, that being the tongue, but they were coming up with all kinds of different ideas. What's he going to bring in the next week? He's going to preach on the sharpest weapon. They're thinking swords and ninja stars and all kinds of stuff. And I came in with a plate holding a gigantic cow tongue, like sitting on the plate, and they're just like, what is that? So hopefully that stuck with them, but try to find creative ways to share. Uh, and another time I took a tape recorder. For all of you kids, that is something, it was like an iPod, except not as cool. Uh, you could only, re you could record something on these little cassette tapes, and I recorded 10 minutes of silence, and then I started calling out the names of the boys in the Sunday school class. Josh, Caleb, Cody, can you hear me? And I hit play and stuck it in a closet. Started doing my lesson and about 10 minutes in, they start hearing their names and they're going, what is that? The kids are freaking out, man. They start running around the room, trying to tear the room apart, find it. Where's that coming from? And uh, they finally narrow it down to the closet. They look in the closet and they find the tape recorder and they thought that was just the coolest thing. They're like, man, I thought somebody was hiding in there. They're telling us all this. Uh, and I did a lesson that day on hearing the voice of God. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. But I don't have any hidden tape recorders, so you don't have to worry about that. So what you see up here is what you get. So our text today is going to be from John 10:27. John 10:27. if you have your Bible with you, I hope you do, go ahead and open up to John chapter 10, verse 27. We're really going to only look at this one particular verse, but if you go home today, I'd encourage you to read through John 10. It's a great chapter, but here's the verse. My sheep hear my voice. Jesus is speaking here. He says, I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So the sermon title is, Did You Hear That? And I thought about uh, calling it, Can You Hear Me Now? But that kind of reminded me of a commercial. I don't know why, but I hear the train. <laughs> so guys, we live in a day and an age where it's okay to be a Christian as long as you don't really act like a biblical Christian, right? It's fine to have a set of personal beliefs, just keep them to yourself. And it's fine to believe parts of the Bible, as long as those parts don't contradict the greater truth of culture, right? We are in a mess. Wouldn't you agree our country is in a mess? We don't know up from down. We don't know right from wrong. We can't apparently even tell men from women anymore. We don't even know what pronouns to call people. Is it him? Is it her? Is it they, them? Like, we don't have a clue. How did we get here? Our country is in a mess because, by and large, the church in America is in a mess. And our churches are in a mess because our families are a mess. And our families are messed up because the individuals making up those families are also messed up. 
We're broken. But there is a solution. There's a solution. Do you want to fix our country? I hope you do. The best thing you can do is to, com- to be completely sold out for Jesus. The best thing you can do to fix our country is to be completely sold out for Jesus. Do you believe that? I'll be honest though, we don't even know what that means anymore. About a year before the pandemic, I was performing, and I was speaking and preaching at a church that was a, it was a supposedly Christian, uh, actually it was a camp, it was a supposedly Christian camp, uh, and it was there in one of the Carolinas, uh, and I made a passing reference about talking about how Jesus is going to judge the living and the dead, 2 Timothy 4, 1, right? Jesus is the final judge, and he's given that authority by God the Father, according to John five twenty seven. Matthew 25 says Jesus is going to separate sheep from the goats, the saved from the unsaved. You remember this? And it says he's going to cast the unsaved into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. That's a sobering, sobering passage. It's Matthew 25, 41. So the camp organizers came to me after my first message, and they said, you know, we've got multiple churches here, and some of the churches here, they don't believe in a literal hell, you know, so can you share the gospel and just not talk about that? We think hell is maybe more of like a state of mind, or maybe even a metaphor. It's really not decided. Really? The camp had an afternoon session. A man gets up, and I think it was in an effort to combat what I had already said. He starts talking about how we need to pursue the biblical Jesus. And I thought, well, so so far, so good. And he says, we need to pursue the biblical Jesus, not the Jesus of the culture. And I thought, this is great. Here we go. And he made it the whole sermon, doing such a good job until the end. (laughs) You know how he finished? He says, remember, the Jesus of the Bible never judges Nope, he loves you, he won't judge you. (sighs) The whole sermon that he just invalidated because he was preaching a Jesus that wasn't of the Bible. And I wanted to interrupt and just say, can you explain what the judgment seat of Christ is? (laughs) But I didn't, I didn't. But the best lies are wrapped up in truth or in half-truths, aren't they? Those are the lies that sound, kind of sound right. Well, that's the part of the truth. But there's a lie in there because it's not the full picture. Does Jesus love us? What do you think, church? Yes, of course. He adores us. He's crazy about us. Will Jesus also judge all mankind? What do you think, church? Yes, he will. It's both. God is love. God is just. God is wrathful, vengeful, angry over sin. God wildly adores us, pursues the lost, has laid down his life for them. It's both. And when we don't have a full picture of who God is, of who Jesus is, we cannot be sold out to Jesus. We can't. We're sold out to our idea of who we think he is and we're wrong. We have to know who he is and what he's really like. So how can we do that? How can we know what Jesus is really like? Well, this is pretty simple. I'm not giving you guys these just truth bombs. Okay, this is just pretty simple stuff. 
The best way we can figure out what Jesus is like is by spending time with him, learning to hear his voice, full stop. I told you, it's simple. How do you know what Jesus is like? Spend time with him. Literally spend time with him. Can you learn what he's like by reading what other people think about him? Maybe, if those people are right. If you want to know what my wife is like, I could tell you. But if you really want to know what she's like, you've got to meet her. You've got to spend time with her. There's a difference in what I say, which hopefully will be fairly accurate, but then you actually getting to experience a relationship with her for yourself. It's the same with Jesus. Just spend time with him. So today I'm going to give you three primary ways that you can hear the voice of God. Almost sounds kind of spooky. (laughs) Number one, the word of God. The word of God. You're like, some of you guys are a little disappointed. (laughs) You're like, wait, I get get to hear the voice of God on the Bible. That's just the Bible. Oh my goodness. The word of God doesn't just contain God's words. This is God's word. Amen? This is God's word. Amen? Do we still believe this? I hope so. We need to be reminded in a day and an age where satanic attacks are all over Christianity, we need to be reminded that this book is God's perfect, literal word to us. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. You guys are familiar with the verses, I'm sure. It says, all scripture is breathed out by God. It's God-breathed, and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. It says, all scripture is God-breathed. It doesn't say some. Do you know what this means? This means that this has the character and nature of God. God is perfect. God is perfect. His word is perfect. And some people, they just say, oh, well, that's just the Bible. Yes, it's the word of God. You want to hear God's voice? Read the Bible. My sheep, they hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. That's what Jesus says. Do you know his voice? Can you tell when God is speaking? Or have your ears become deaf to the voice of the Lord? Have they become dull of hearing? On Wednesday, I had just finished up a show at Hibernia Baptist in Fleming Island, Florida. It was the first stop on my summer tour. We're on stop number three. I, in fact, have to leave immediately after I'm done preaching to hit the road because I've got another show over in Richmond that I will just barely make. (laughs) But uh, sorry, I won't be able to stick around and chat after this service. I'm sorry if I missed you. But you guys can follow me on Instagram, chat with me there, or even Facebook. Just go to Matt Adams Ministries, and you can see me there. So if you have comments, I would love to hear them. I would love to meet you, at least online. Uh, but I'm sorry, I can't stick around. But uh, anyway, I was on the first stop of my tour, 
at Hibernia Baptist, uh, and the pastors had taken me out for, uh, for dinner, and that was really nice of them to do. Uh, and so we were sitting there, and I, I was talking with the waitress, as I do on occasion, and her name was Tanya, and I remember because that's the same name as my wife. So we were talking to Tanya, and she tells us how she had just gotten back into church, like she'd been going about three months, even got her husband to go, and she's telling me all these good things she has done, and it was kind of interesting. And um, through the conversation, I, I shared with her the gospel, and she says, this is great. She's like, a lady has been helping me kind of learn more about this stuff. And she says, uh, the, she says this lady says, I'm going to hear from God. And I said, you are. It's great. Do you know how to hear from God? And she like leans in like, how? Tell me all about this. I want to hear from God. And I'm like, it's the easiest thing. What do I have to do? I said, every time you read the Bible, you're hearing from God. She kind of thinking about that for a second, I said, the Bible is God's perfect word. And when I'm telling you what is in the Bible, you're hearing from God through me. She's going, huh, this is an interesting thought. I shared the gospel with her and she says, I need, I need to pray. I need to follow Jesus. And so she said she was going to do that before she went to bed that evening. She was on shift and didn't like want to stop right in the middle of her thing. But she says, I'm going to pray that before I go to sleep tonight. So y'all pray for her. Her name was Tanya. Pray that she, uh, she does follow through and trust Jesus through that. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but so how can you hear his voice? Listen to the word of God. Read it. Make sure what the preacher preaches is lining up with what it says in your Bible. And read all of it, not just the favorite one-liners, right? Like John 3, 17, great verse, one of my favorites. It says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, right? But that the world would be saved through him. When Jesus came that first time, he wasn't coming to condemn anybody. Is that the full picture? No, that's, that's, that's a sliver in time when God was dealing in a specific way with a specific group for a specific purpose, Take the whole picture. How can you hear his voice? Read the word of God. Number one, the word of God. Number two, spirit of God. Don't worry. We're not going to get too spooky. I know Baptists are like, spirit of God. The Holy Spirit, like, we love talking about God the Father. We love talking about Jesus. And we talk about the spirit, and we're like, eh, what's that all about? Right? We kind of freak out a little bit with the spirit. Listen, you can listen to the spirit through prayer, even sometimes through your own imagination, it's, it's this inner voice that speaks to you and confirms the word of God. The spirit has a lot of jobs. Some of those is to confirm what God says. Sometimes it's, it, it, this is cultivated over time, right? This is a learned thing that you can learn to recognize his voice and discern it from other voices that will also be speaking to you. I don't want God to have to smack me upside the head before I figure out what he's trying to say. I don't want God to have to shout, ah, pay attention. It's not, that's not being a good friend. I want to be considered God's friend. He's my friend, but, but am I his? Remember Abraham? God says, Abraham is my friend. How cool is that? God could depend on him. I want God to be able to depend on me. And I, in fact, I want, to be, I want to be so close. God just has to whisper. Hey, Matt, are you listening? Yes, Lord, speak. I'm going to obey. I want to be that close so that I don't have to have God hit me upside the head going, dude, why don't you do what I tell you to do? Why aren't you listening? I don't want that. 
Don't you want to be close to God, church? Spend time with Jesus. I think listening to the Lord is sometimes a little bit like uh, listening to the radio, right? Uh, There are radio waves all around us, going through us, going through the church. We can't hear them. What do we have to do? Got to go turn on radio. Then you got to tune in the dial to get it to the right station, right? The dial. Listen to me as if we have dials anymore. (laughs) We used to. But you got to get it tuned to the right station before you can hear what that station is playing. Is it the same with God? Tune in. And then, and then, check the message you're hearing against the word. That's the primary way, word. But number two, the spirit of God. Check that thing. One time, teen girl told her youth pastor, she says, ah, God has told me and my boyfriend that it's okay that we can move in together. Do you think God told her that? What do you think? No, of course not. How do we know that? Because that violates the principles in God's word. God's not contradicting himself. So we know that that is not a message she heard from God. Do I think she heard that message? Absolutely. She has heard that message from her own heart, from her own desires, where it says, the Bible says that every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lusts and enticed, right? So yeah, she's listening to the wrong voice. So how do, how do we know this? Well, 1 John 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Test the spirits. See whether they're from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world, right? So maybe you have uh, an idea of something you want to do in life. Maybe you're not sure if that's what the Lord would have you to do. You've got some idea and you're like, man, I think this sounds like a good plan. What is the first thing people often do? They'll run off and they go and they talk to the pastor. They'll go talk to an evangelist. They'll go, what do you think about this? Do you think this is what God wants me to do? And, and I'm quite sure the pastor, just like I say, you know, have you prayed about it? And it's so funny because usually they go, well, not really. <laughs> Why are you asking us, right? Why are you asking me before you'd go ask God? It's not our will. It's God's will. Go, go ask him what he wants you to do. And then, then after you've prayed, after you've sensed what you feel like the Lord is saying, go check it out. Does it line up with scripture? And then go ask your pastor. Go ask your, your, your small group leaders. Go get wise counsel. Which brings us to point number three. Point number one, the word of God, how you can hear God's voice. Word of God. Number two, spirit of God, learning to discern his voice. Number three, people of God. It's our last one, people of God. The Bible tells us, Proverbs eleven fourteen. in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Go talk to a bunch of people who are growing Christians. They're dedicated, growing Christians. You can talk to your pastor, your small group leader, other growing and dedicated Christians. Get their input. See what they say. Proverbs 27, 17. It says, iron sharpens iron. One man sharpens another, right? Go talk to other people. Hang out with people who are on fire for Jesus. It'll help you. You can hear from God through them. Now that's, again, this is not the only way. You, you've got multiple other ways, but, but it's another way, right? Faithful are the wounds of a friend, Proverbs 27, 6 says, and profuse are the kisses of an enemy. <laughs> so sometimes your friends are gonna have hard messages for you. They're gonna say, why, why, are, you, why are you watching those kind of TV shows. You've been talking about these TV shows. You've been watching. Why, why are you watching those? I thought they had a lot of this, this, and this in it. Isn't that bad? What are you, what are you putting into your mind? 
Why are you, why are you hanging out in these places? Why are you doing this? Why are you thinking this? Why are you going here? They'll, they'll speak into your life. Give them that freedom because God uses us to be able to, as a body, draw closer to Jesus. Other ways that God has spoken through the past include angels, dreams and visions, impressions, like open and closed doors, circumstances, these kinds of things, right? But the ones I've outlined here are the primary ways I believe God is speaking these days. It's typically through the word of God, very easy, spirit of God, the people of God. These are primary ways. Can God use other methods? Sure, absolutely. Absolutely he can. And it's, it's dangerous when we say, no, no, this is how God speaks and it's the only way. <laughs> Careful. Hearing God's voice is never farther away than picking up the nearest Bible, right? But sometimes it feels faint. Sometimes it feels distant. There's a young boy, lived in the country, near old country church, and his house was just right next to it. But from dawn to dusk, every day, in every 15-minute increment, the bell of the church would ring. Bong, bong, bong. And it would toll to sort of mark the quarter hour. Well, the boy was allowed to go play outside. Country boy, he could play wherever he wanted, but he had to stay within the sound of the bell so he could always find his way back home. One day he was out playing, he went by the stream, and he realized as he, as he kind of hung out by the stream, he really couldn't hear the bell unless he stopped and really, really listened. He could still hear it. Just then a rabbit kind of crossed his path and he thought, I'm going to catch that little guy. He goes, chasing off after the rabbit. Rabbit takes off, of course. The rabbit was way too fast. The kid chases him for a few minutes, but he loses the rabbit. He can't find it. And uh, he thinks, well, that, that's a bummer. But then he kind of realizes, you know, I, I haven't actually heard the bell for a little while. So he kind of wanders back a little bit, but he can't really find the stream. So he, he kind of gets a little nervous and he stops and just listens. And he listens for about 30 minutes. No bell. He was lost. God's voice is similar to the bell. He's constantly speaking, but at times we're not in a position to hear it. We wander farther and farther from the Lord. His voice gets quieter and quieter. Why would he waste his words if we're not going to do what he says anyway? God's voice is not only meant to be heard, but to be obeyed. He wants you to listen and obey. The prophet Haggai, he gave a message to the Jewish people and over and over he was saying the words of the Lord, consider, listen up, do what I've told you to do. If we get too casual, oh, that's just the Bible. Man, that can create a lot of problems in our life. Some of you people out here, have you ever been too casual with a power tool? <laughs> what happens? I, there are people I have met all over and they come in and they're like, this happens. This is what happens. They show me what's left of a, a finger or something. Yeah, you can be injured if you get too casual. Don't become too casual with the word of God. Don't treat it haphazardly. If the God of the universe took time to communicate to you, don't you think it's worth listening to? I hope so. Listen up consider. Wake up. There's a preacher. He got a brand new job at a church. Comes in, preached a dynamite sermon. Everybody came up afterwards. They're like, preacher, that was amazing. He says, thank you so much. They all went home. The next week he comes in, preached the same sermon. 
The preacher and the people thought, well, that's a little strange. They came in, they're like, well, preacher, that was, that was really good. It was a dynamite sermon again. They all went home. Third week, preacher came in, preached the exact same sermon. By now, one of the deacons pulled him aside and said, preacher, you just preached the same message three times in a row. And the preacher said, I know. Nobody did anything about it yet. Nobody did anything about it yet. Why do we need another message from the Lord when you haven't done what he told you to do in the first place, right? There's a saying, we are educated beyond our obedience. I think that's true. We know far more than we need to know. We just need to do what we already know. Just do it, live it out. Well, maybe you feel that you don't hear from God very well. Remember the principle from Matthew 7. He says, in the measure that you use it, it will be measured to you again. Practice it. When you start putting an emphasis on listening and obeying, God's going to speak to you all the time. If it's been more than 24 hours since you've heard from God, you probably missed what he wanted to tell you. He's speaking constantly, but we need to tune in just like that radio. There was a time I, I was struggling a little bit in my faith and I, man I really needed a fresh touch from the Lord I went on a mission trip to London of all places I've been through 35 countries now but funny enough London was one of these life-changing experiences for me and I'll tell you why we went there and the theme of the trip it just seemed like God was just blowing up our preconceived boxes that we were trying to shove him in well God doesn't do work like this he, this is how he works and God's like really I can talk and work and, and do what I want. I am God. You just need to hang out with me and see, see what I do. Fair. So we go, we go to London. The missionary that we're working with, great guy, and he has a friend, and the friend kind of has control over one of, one of the days, and the friend says, hey, today we are going to go treasure hunting. And I'm like, well, that sounds cool. He says, yeah, we're going to go talk uh, to the Lord, and he's going to give us visions and like impressions, and I'm, I'm already, I'm like, Okay, here we go. This is weird. You know, I'm Baptist. I don't really go for this kind of thing. This is weird. He's like, no, just listen. He's going to give us these impressions and whatever. Like, well, you might envision a guy in a red shirt and then we're going to go out and find a guy in a red shirt and tell him about Jesus. We're going to say, you're the treasure I've been seeking. And I'm like, <laughs> negative, Ghost Rider. We're not doing that. No, sir, that sounds ridiculous. And, but whatever. I, I, again, feel the spirit of God going, Matt, you're going to be open-minded about how I want to work? I'm like, fine, whatever. I'm not doing anything wrong by praying. I'm not doing anything wrong by witnessing. So fine, well, whatever, well, well, whatever, open mind. So we pray, people get all their ideas and they come and they, you know, I, honestly, I didn't really get much. As the guy was giving instructions, he says, you know, you might get a name that pops in your head. And right then I think like, like Susan or Suzanne, you know, something like this, right? And he says, you might get a, a place. And I'm like, like Wanstead, it's a borough over there in London. He says, you might get a thing that pops in your head. I'm like, it's like 20 questions, right? This is ridiculous. But right then I kind of like have this idea of a coffee shop and there's like a, a wall of drinks on the side of it, had a little green awning. I'm like, cool whatever. So he says, just pray, see what you get. And I start praying, I get nothing. And so everybody else, they finish and the, the missionary, bless his heart, he, said, he says, yeah, this never really works for me. He's like, I, I don't know, I was praying and I got a bench or something, I don't know. So I write down bench. 
And as an illusionist, I already know how this is going to go, right? We're going to go out, somebody in a red shirt, we're going to be like sitting on a bench or he'll be on a bench or, or something. Oh, like there's the guy with the red shirt. That's it. It's God's will. Oh my goodness. Like this is how this is going to work, right? You're going to find what you're looking for. I already know that. But whatever, open mind, open mind. So somebody else prayed. In fact, the missionary's brother prays, and I, I, Lord love him. He, he was so uncomfortable, and I really appreciated that because all of us were. And he, he's like, I, uh, I wasn't getting anything, so I went outside, and I was like, kind of like, I kicked a rock, and it like hit another rock, and it made the shape of a, a T, the letter T, tea? Sure. Good one. You really heard well. Somebody else said, oh, I got a bus stop. It was a specific number. And we're like, great, a bus stop. Wrote that down. And they get to me and I didn't want to say, I got nothing. They're like, what'd you get? And I'm like, I just told him what I was thinking and it just popped in my head when he was given instructions. I was like, oh, I got lots of stuff. Got like Susan or Suzanne. It wasn't really clear. Got like Wanstead, this borough over there. And I was like, oh, and I even got like a coffee shop, a wall of drinks and like a vision. They're like, wow man, that's great. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. Wrote it all down. So they're like, well, the bus stop is in Wanstead. We had never been to this part. We had never been through Wanstead at this part. We had never, uh, you know, the, the coffee shop in my head was not like Starbucks. It was, I'd never seen anything like it before or since. And so it was unique. And we're like, but well, that's kind of interesting. Let's go to the bus stop, see what happens. Guys, there's a bench at the bus stop. <gasps> What would have been amazing is if there wasn't a bench. It's London, right? It's a global city. They got benches all over the place. But there was a bench right there at the bus stop. So whatever. But nobody was on it. So I sat down on it. And sure as I'm standing here, I'm sitting there, finish my lunch, at the bus stop in Wanstead on a bench. And I look up. And at exactly the same angle that was in my vision, if you want to call it that, is the coffee shop. And I'm like, huh. That's weird. Except there was no green awning. And I thought, did you miscommunicate? Did I mishear? If you are the God of the universe, didn't you know I would mishear? Couldn't you just communicate more clearly? Why is there no green awning? But the rest of it is perfect. Is that it? Is there another one? I don't understand. Am I just making this coffee shop fit? I don't think so, because it was the same angle. Like, the wall of drinks, I can still see it. I didn't know. And as I stand up, I think, well, Wanstead, bench, coffee shop, bus stop. I'm not going to talk to any of these women. Just Susan? Suzanne? No? Anybody? Like, I'm not doing that. Zero percent chance. Not doing it. And right as I'm having this thought, about from here to the back of the church, a bald man in a black t-shirt locks eyes with me. And instantly the Spirit of God says to me, that is your man. And I'm like, Susan? (laughs) He walks up to me. I don't even start the conversation. And I'm like, okay, I guess we'll get back to Susan later because clearly not. And he walks up to me and he goes, are you American? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's amazing. Not really. And again, illusionist brain, I'm thinking, you know what would actually be statistically amazing is if in London, a global city, you never ran into an American. That would actually be amazing. Not that you actually ran into me. Come on. But I didn't say that. I'm being polite, right? And he, he's like, what? You know, I said, what's your name? He says, Tony. I was like, Tony with a T, huh? Hmm. That's weird. 
Tony, with a T, bus stop, bench, Wanstead, coffee shop, what is happening? And now I'm like, I don't feel like I'm reading into all of this too much, but this is weird. This is getting weird. Right then, he says, uh, where are you from? I said, Alabama. He's like, yeah, I like the song. I'm like, yeah, sweet home Alabama. He goes, no, 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 not that song. Like, oh, Susanna. And I'm like, what? What? And just then, the missionary friend of mine says, this never works for me. He elbows me, and he goes, dude, look at his belt. We both look at his belt, and on his buckle is one word. Bench. I lose it. I'm like, what is happening? And God's saying, if I want to talk in a dream or a vision, guess what? Still can. And I'm like, I didn't know that. (laughs) Never did that with me before. Like, yeah, you were never in a position to hear that before. It's like, that's fair. (laughs) Okay. Do I think he does that all the time? Honestly, I'm not going to say yes or no. I don't know. He doesn't do that all the time with me. At the same time, I don't always ask for that kind of thing. If I want to hear from God, here's the easiest way. I pick up the Bible. I hear from him. The Spirit often talks to me every day, all the time. He doesn't normally be quiet ever. Um, And that's a good thing. I don't want him to. But some of you guys, as we close, it's simple today. I've I've got kind of a twofold invitation, okay? Some of us here... You know, in a crowd of this size, I'm under no illusion that we are all believers who are actively seeking Jesus. It's not likely. It's very possible that we have an unbeliever here or more. And you've been coming to church for a while, you've been thinking about it, and you've never gone all in on Jesus. You've been sort of putting your toe in the water, trying it out. Guess what? That doesn't work, as you are probably figuring out. That doesn't work. The only way this works is when you go all in and say, God, I'm going to follow you. That's it. I'm in. I'm in. I can't prove it all. I I don't have rational reasons, maybe even for all of it, but I'm in. Wrong or right, I'm in. I'm all in. All of a sudden in that moment, that is when you finally get peace in your heart where God does start communicating. It's like, that's all I was looking for. I wanted your faith. So your, your, your invitation today is to come trust Jesus. Stop putting it off. Today is the day. Number two, for others, maybe it's been a while since you've heard from God. And maybe today as I preach through these stories and start sharing multiple verses from God's word, maybe you just simply need to repent from not listening or not obeying the voice of God. Repentance means a change of mind. You maybe treat the voice of God like the little boy treated that bell, right? You lost your focus, you wound up in a place where you feel lost. Come back to Jesus. It's simple. You just have to repent. And then commit to reading God's word regularly so you can relearn, retrain your mind what his voice sounds like again. So as uh, we have the musician play, if you need to trust Jesus, pastor will be down front. Uh, we'll, we'll be here for you. If you need to repent, come back to the Lord. Listen to his voice once again. We're here for you. So as the musicians play, you come and deal with the Lord. Okay.